0: This is the Tome of All Dooms, Season 2, Episode 2, Character Creation. I'm Jeff.
1: And I'm Liren. The trouble with having an open mind, of course, is that people will insist on coming along and trying to put things in it. Terry Pratchett from Diggers. of my favorite things about podcasting on Anchor is the call-ins. We got a couple of great call-ins from our last episode that we're going to share now. The first one is a call-in from Colin. One of my favorite Collins is Phil Collins. I mean, In the Air Tonight is one of the greatest songs ever. And Colin is one of my favorite legendary anchorites.
0: Hi, Jeff. It's Colin. Spike here, just calling in to say... Awesome first episode talking about your online game. Um, I think this is a a really interesting direction to take your podcast in. I'd love to hear more GMs talk about how they do their thing. Uh, it seems to be an area that doesn't get talked about that much. I don't just mean recaps. I think the level of detail you went into... Talking about the the cats and and pitching the game was was fascinating. I don't think I've really heard too much talk of that type of thing. And the fact that you're doing some games that are a little bit different, um, just really fresh, really informative. look forward to the next episode. Well done. Thank you, Colin, for the kind words. Uh, I appreciate them. Uh, this is really an exploratory journey for me as well. I have not talked to my players uh, about a lot of this stuff in as, as much depth as I'm trying to now. And some of the things that they're telling me is pretty illuminating. So I wanted to share it.
1: Our next call-in is from Joe Richter over at Wheel or Woe, his actual play podcast, and Hindsightless which is his personal podcast that he's been doing for RPG A Day Month all through August. He's my very favorite Seattleite. Jeff, it's Joe again, man. I could not agree with you more about having players build their characters together around the table or at the same time. It usually, almost always, I've never had it lead to a less cohesive group. Um, And I just think it leads to richer stories and more plot hooks and more fun storytelling. So I'm right there with you, buddy. Keep it up. Peace out.
0: Thank you for the comments, Joe. If you enjoyed that, you're going to enjoy this as we go deep into character creation. Character creation is kind of like podcasting, in that you start with a blank, and then you have to make something. Only for the GM, it's usually that the players do a lot of the work. When we started our game, I was a little nervous about character creation. Uh, I've been a GM for a lot of years, but most of my GMing experience has been running games at cons. And at cons, uh, the expectations are slightly different than a long-term campaign, especially for building characters. Sometimes you have pre-generated characters that you hand out, you know exactly what you're going to be playing with. Uh, Sometimes you have people build things at the table, and it's okay if you miss a detail or a background element that didn't gain any traction in play, because those players aren't coming back, you're not running a long-term game. Home games, on the other hand are uh, a bit more uh, lengthy and uh, that stuff matters a lot more so I was kind of worried that uh, I needed to capture all of that player input and really be on top of it um, so that I wouldn't miss anything that the players found important. So for me character creation isn't all on the players it's also up to the GM to gently guide them uh, by doing things like setting tone and trying to keep things consistent, and using uh, no very, and blocking words very sparingly, and letting the players find their way to the characters that they want to play.
1: To better explore character creation, each of the players in our game graciously agreed to be interviewed. In the interest of the podcast not being an hour long, We'll be releasing those interviews as mini-episodes so that you can listen if you'd like. A lot of really interesting things get said during those interviews. Or you can skip them if you just want to stick to the highlights. I know that Jeff was excited about doing the interviews because he doesn't usually get that kind of feedback from his players. He doesn't usually get to have an in-depth conversation with them about just one aspect or another. So I know that he was really interested in hearing what different approaches they chose and talking to them about why they made the choices that they made.
0: The character creation process is really interesting, especially in narrative games where you're going to be uh, dealing with these characters for a long time and really trying to get to know them both uh, physically and emotionally in the game. Uh, The character evolves constantly over the course of the game, but it's weird because everything gets set up in the first hour or so when you build the characters, and sometimes that's with a group of people that you don't know well uh, or at all, and to see that establish is, is pretty interesting, as well as how the group dynamic changes over time. So I was super interested to have this chance to go in deep with my players, and I hope that you'll enjoy uh, the interviews if you get a chance to listen to them. One of the techniques that I tried to enhance character creation was to use the adventure palette idea that Ray Otis over on Plundergrounds talked about in his episode. I'll link the episode in the show notes. Basically an adventure palette is a collection of images or sounds or things that are evocative to the players uh, that make them think about items or people or sounds that they would want to have in the game. To create an adventure palette for our Scrappers game I started by going to the website ArtStation which is a place where artists can post and uh, get feedback on their art. It has a lot of great art. Um, and pulling some images out of that and originally I started pasting them into our discord chat. I also went onto Spotify and looked for playlists and songs that I thought would also be evocative of the space opera e science fiction genre that we were looking for and putting those links as well. In. Unfortunately uh, the adventure palette idea really didn't go very far, gain much traction with my players. I think uh, two things probably worked against me there. One was that I only started the Adventure Palette a day or two prior to the character creation uh, session that we were going to have, and I think if I had given people a longer lead-up and more time to find stuff they might have contributed more. The second barrier was that Discord is not a really great way to organize content or even really to display content you put the links in the posts they display a thumbnail image and then they scroll off and you can only see a few things if i had to do it again i might choose a different technology like using say a pinterest board to create an adventure palette
1: i thought the idea of an adventure palette sounded great i listened to ray's episode just in the course of my normal anchor podcast listening And being the newbie, I thought it would be a good way to add some ambiance to the experience and maybe make it a little bit more immersive for me. But unfortunately, I got caught up using World Anvil and trying to sort that out and thinking about what kind of character I could play just in general before we got to the character creation process.
0: So, on the evening that we made characters, uh, the very first thing that I talked about was the tone, which is the third entry from the Cats system. And I think it's pretty important to uh, set the, the tone of the game early and make sure everybody knows what it is. I, I take this from experience in that I ran a game once that was uh, ostensibly set in a fae. Uh, infested New York, and I had two players at the table playing kind of light, happy, comical Faze, like in a Shakespeare play, and I had three people who were playing Faze from a very dark and twisted kind of uh, universe, much like a Changeling the Lost game, and the game did not go well. So I think that tone, setting tone, was very important. Uh, We set the tone, to be to have some comedy but to be mostly about uh, drama and action. After the tone we got into actually building characters. Uh, Uncharted World's characters are a little bit like classic Traveler. Uh, They're made up of two careers and an origin that you get to choose. Unlike Traveler where you roll, uh, these you just get to pick. Careers are things with uh, generally large titles, like you can have a commercial career, or a military career, or an academic career. And with each career, that gives you a set of five skills that you're going to choose from. Now, you only get to choose three out of the ten skills that are available to you. You get two careers at five skills each, but you get to choose three of them to take forward into the game. Each character also picks an origin, like Colonist, or Rustic, or Impoverished. That opens up another five skills, of which the characters get to choose one more. So they end up with a total of four skills. Characters in Uncharted Worlds also have five stats. The stats are Metal, Physique, Expertise, Influence, and Interface. And the characters get to assign... Uh, a bonus of plus two, two plus ones, a zero, and a minus one to those five skills. So they're pretty much akin to uh, Strength con, standard stuff from D&D. The last two major pieces that a player picks for their character is a workspace, um, which is usually aboard their ship. So for, say, an academic uh, career, you have a choice of a laboratory with sensors for readings, or maybe a research node on a computer setup. The last thing that the player has to pick is an advancement trigger. So advancement in Uncharted Worlds is done uh, with milestones, all of the players advancing at the same rate at the same time. Uh, Each player picks an advancement trigger that uh, tells when everybody in the group is going to get uh, experience such as if you have the explorer career you might pick uh, all characters mark xp the first time in a session in a session an alien wilderness is traversed so as you can see a character in chartered worlds is a reasonably complex especially for a powered by the apocalypse game it's a level of detail that not a lot of other pbta games come to usually you just have a playbook that gives you the broad strokes of a character and uh, and you get to pick one and go forward Uh, uncharted worlds is a little bit more like a lego set where you plug the pieces that really interest you together
1: I talk about this more in my interview segment, but I made a sample character with Jeff initially when he was just trying to get his head around the game before we started. And when I first looked at it, I thought, oh my gosh, this looks really complicated. But I have to say, after playing around with it and reading it a little bit, it seems really amazing. I mean, I can see how you could put all kinds of combinations together.
0: So we spent our first session uh, doing three things, basically. We were setting the tone uh, for the game. We were talking about the subject matter that we didn't want to see in the game and setting some boundaries there, and then building characters. Uh, we had five uh, characters total in the end, With and, we, and during that time we also built uh, two major NPCs. Uh, one is called Harold, who is... Uh, a butler to one of the characters, and also Johnny, who is the ship's A.I.
1: If you'd like to flesh out the information about characters in our game, I would encourage you to listen to the mini-episodes where each person talks specifically about what their thoughts were about creating their character within this system.
0: Overall, the successes here, I think, were the system that we chose really helped us realize the characters' well, uh, and the CAT system setting the tone and the subject matter helped us define the game um, very cohesively across and get everybody's input and make sure that everybody was heard. If I had to do it again, uh, I would probably change the way I did the Adventure palette and move it either to Pinterest or to some other format and give people more time. But overall, it was a very successful character creation uh, session, and we had a great place to start our game from.
1: You're not a bad person. You're just a little bit different, and I'm a sucker for that. Robert M. Drake Thank you for listening. If you'd like to contact Jeff, you can email him at podcast at homeofalldooms.com or message him through the Anchor app or from the link in the show notes.
0: Now go play something.